Shopify is supporting Powwow Pitch to scale across Turtle Island this year to grow our support for Indigenous entrepreneurs. Visit shopify.com forward slash powwow pitch to scale with us by selling your products online with a 60 day free trial. Entrepreneurship and innovation have always been an integral part of Indigenous ways of life. And today, this is inspiring sustainable and transformational solutions. To learn more about how RBC supports Indigenous communities and businesses, visit rbc.com forward slash Indigenous. Small businesses are the foundation of our communities. That's why MasterCard has invested in tools to support small business owners as they grow their business. With MasterCard tools and resources, you can increase sales by shortening checkout time, broadening your customer base, and tapping into new opportunities to increase customer loyalty. So get started. Discover all the ways MasterCard can help guide, grow, and protect your business at mastercard.ca forward slash small business. Welcome everyone to the Powwow Pitch Podcast, a show empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. I am your host, Sunshine Quem Tanasco, and I'm an entrepreneur from Kitagon Zibi Anishinaabe. I got my entrepreneurial start on Dragon's Den selling baby moccasins, and today I'm the creator of Powwow Pitch and Her Braids a children's book author, a water protector, a mom, and an advocate of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Each year, Powwow Pitch supports thousands of Indigenous entrepreneurs to tell their stories. I launched this podcast to grow the reach of our entrepreneurial wisdom connected to our rich culture and deep roots as Indigenous people. On this podcast, I interview some of the most successful Indigenous entrepreneurs, makers, and creators to share their stories, learnings, and wisdom to lift us all. The Powwow Pitch Podcast is a production of Powwow Pitch, syndicated through the Startup Canada Podcast Network and co-presented by RBC, Shopify, and MasterCard, with the support of an entire ecosystem of partners committed to the success of Indigenous entrepreneurs. Every few weeks, we drop a new episode, so be sure to subscribe to the Powwow Pitch Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to the Powwow Pitch Podcast. Also, be sure to visit us at powwowpitch.org to sign up for our newsletter to get in on the loop about support, resources, funding, and opportunities for Indigenous entrepreneurs. Welcome to the show. Hey, hi, and welcome today to our first live Powwow Pitch podcast where our guests are like actually in the freaking studio. We have some amazing guests today, Trisha and Melanie, the founders of Mini Teepee, a women-owned manufacturing company that celebrates Indigenous art and culture. 
Trish and Mel, I know them. I love them. They're the real deal. And they're here to talk about their journey, how they're building bridges between Indigenous and non-Indigenous communities, and how they're collaborating with artists to create beautiful, authentic designs. Um, So Mel and Trish are down to earth. They have some serious wisdom to share. So sit back and get ready to be inspired. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, Sunshine. This is quite the honor to be here today. And we're so happy and excited that we're the first ones to be live in studio with you. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for the invite. <laughs> yeah, I wish I wish everyone was just sitting around with us right now. We're like giggling around <laughs> talking about like all the things. <laughs> but yeah, ladies, uh, we want to know how did you get started in business? Like, how did you come together? What inspired you to take the leap? All that juicy good stuff. Oh, we're already there. <laughs> juicy stuff. Let's just jump right yeah. in. Yep. <laughs> Um, Well, I think that we'll bounce a little back and forth because Mel and I have quite a bit of a history and we kind of just wanted to know how far back do we actually go, you know, because of where we started. Uh, Mini TP has been operating now for six years and uh, we met Mel and I um, at an aqua fitness class. So I guess I am originally from uh, Sudbury, Ontario. I'm a member of Nipissing First Nation. And when I moved here with my husband to start my family, I um, moved to Quebec, Gatineau, Quebec, and I didn't speak French very well. I was taking lessons. And Mel and I met at an aqua fitness class as mom friends. <laughs> Mel laughs. So we, she didn't speak very much English and I didn't speak very much French. And, you know, our friendship took off. Raising our babies at home, I had a passion for sewing, learning to sew, as well as textile. Like I loved palettes. I love, I would, obsession, Mel calls it with yeah, textile. I'm like, is that where I crash your long <laughs> monologue? And I'm like, okay, let's just say an obsession for fabric. Return to the program. <laughs> So I was always just kind of uh, collecting fabric, not really knowing to do with it. But then um, started with small little baby projects because that was this, that was the phase and stage I was in mm-hmm. when I had children. So uh, then Mel uh, was there as my friend, and she let her take that part away of do this, do that, try this. So just to just to kind of set the tone, Melanie is like the in the know of branding and in the know of like what people want. And that's like kind of where her specialty lays. I'll let her take over on that. (laughs) Yeah, so for sure. I was like, hey, Trish, have you tried this? Moms love this. I've seen this in a store. Seems easy to make. I'm sure you can do this. So then, um, yeah, and then I'm like, hey, I could try to take a picture of this. I don't know how, but I will figure it out. Hey, you know what? You should start selling this. Think it would work. So then um, I started a Facebook page. And then after that, an Etsy page. And then we became business partners. So it was sort of accidental. Like, totally. <laughs> really? No contracts signed, no nothing, just oh. like for funsies. Let's see what happens. Funsies, yeah. So Mel started coming. We did like these little markets in Quebec side and she was helping uh, as a friend, like a, a genuinely authentic relationship of like, I'm going to help you. I think that's really cool what you're doing. And then it became where um, we took it to another level of like people seem to really like the fabric choices. People seem to be interested in, in wanting our products or like, you know, she was there seeing this happen. So it was like, let's do this together. So it was kind of a, a decision made. And I asked her, do you want to be a partner? And then we kind of re-looked at the name. And then that's when it came to like mini TP. And then 
mini TP evolving to what it is today, starting with baby products and then um, evolving to a manufacturer here in Elmer. But I guess we can oh go my back. Goodness, eh? Who would have believed this? And so like, do you, st- is that where the bulk of your orders come from is the baby products or what's the bulk of your orders now? Like what has it evolved into? Oh my goodness. So as we grew, um, we started printing our own textile for baby products. Mm -hmm. But then um, came the day where Trish, for I think it was our second uh, business anniversary, you found that textile first. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. First business anniversary. And then Trish found that textile again, like two meters in a store in Montreal. And then she gave me a blanket, a picnic blanket. And I was like, whoa, what's this? I really (laughs) like this. And then we're like, I'm like, oh, can you make more? Uh And then um, we slowly um, stopped doing baby products and then turn ourselves more um, into those blankets and shawl that we now know. But then there was just, um, I guess, came the day where we were looking Looking for authentic indigenous designs and then maybe you can talk mm-hmm. yeah no that seemed to be the constant thing like mal said we were constantly looking in like fabric land printing our own uh, baby products but what we are really looking for and i know that you see them everybody sees these uh, generic uh, inspired mm-hmm. designs you know like a lot of brands use them and that's where we started you know because our eyes were also caught to them but then we realized there was no there was no artist behind these mm-hmm. it wasn't um, there was no storytelling behind these so we just really decided that um, we would be the difference and like we can't find it anywhere in Canada we saw that there was like a, a missed opportunity not a missed opportunity but where is that you know like mm-hmm. what we can be the change to to having something authentic so we had our first ex- uh, exclusive design in 2019 and then now we have four collaborate five collaborations mm-hmm. with um indigenous artists uh within canada and di- from different communities and uh, and that's how and where we are today is offering authentic indigenous design creating and celebrating culture and creating beautiful products and um really um now manufacturing them here so we do from like a bringing it all here and having our team of 12 and i guess we're jumping ahead but we could go back into that but yeah we really um we jumped out of our basements two years ago and uh you know bootstrapping our way you know building our business and really having our family as the focus and uh, really having control over our growth ensuring that we weren't getting too ahead of ourselves Mm -hmm. and um i guess really controlling our growth, which was really important for us. And then when we decided, when our youngest were going to school, we decided that this was, we are going to see where Mini TP is going to take us. We see that it has so much potential. It's our passion. We had so much love for it and then um, saw where it could be and what we could offer and how we can change um, some of the relationships, I guess, and and the views and what people can get and receive from our our designs and our products. Mm -hmm. I just want to go back to that moment because I think that's such a pivotal moment in a lot of entrepreneurs' life. And sometimes they don't want to take that route. But like when you decided, hey, let's take this out of our basement. So now you're thinking, oh my God, now that's extra expense. That's like, what was that process like? Was that hard for you guys or was that more like... Sunshine, you're giving us too much credit. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wish that was our story. But oh. yeah, let's just say it was really, um, we took that decision because we um, were um, hiring a cut and sew place in Montreal one time. 
and then the quality just wasn't there mm. and we almost lost a contract because of that and then I'm in the in the business I'm always the person who prefers when it's planned and when we have budgets and all of this and you have to explain it to me and draw it to me and but then that day and Trish was like thank god mm -hmm. uh, that day we're like let's just sign the lease and then we had no plan but we figured it out <laughs> and and you need plan less now but like it was really <laughs> freaky but we thought if we're growing this business we this is a leap of fate we need to take yeah so this is a running joke and i think this is a right right place trish is laughing she knows what i'm gonna say so i said we had no machines no employees but yep. we had two leather couches though one is <laughs> <laughs> no you can definitely see our personalities come out right there mel needs to be very organized and planned yeah. and i'm like it, obviously everything's gonna work out yep. you know I, that's why i said if we're gonna build our dream job i said i need a leather couch yeah <laughs> And for, I need a first things first. I, oh I need, God. but it's <laughs> true story. But it's obviously off marketplace. Like I saw yes. a, a really amazing, beautiful brown chocolate brown leather vintage couch, and I said a vintage leather couch <laughs> and a vending machine. <laughs> but we obviously don't have a vending machine. But I was like, let's build our dream job. But then obviously, like you know, we jump. But yeah, the big jump out of the basement was a lot of courage and some risk taking. But you know, I think that's part of. Mel and I too is that um, we're hard workers, mm -hmm. and even though we saw what how like we're standing in this like five thousand square foot place. Oh, you mean seven? Yeah, we uh, we expanded, <laughs> and now we're seven thousand. But when you stand in it, it's completely empty, and you're like, okay, you know, let's let's learn, and that's what every day of entrepreneurship has been so far is learn cur learning curves and riding the wave, and like that's what we tell <laughs> we tell people is like sometimes there's tears of joy and sometimes there's tears of frustration because mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to happen day by day, but you just really need to roll with the punches and be flexible, adaptable, and and solution. Like, you know, Mel and I, are. that's our strength is problem solving. And mm -hmm. that's what uh, our dynamic, uh, we work really well together. And I think that I'll just explain that now with uh, who we are and what we do as a business is, but my role with the business is more uh, product development, working with artists, and then like the eye of the textile. So like we kind of say, I uh, work with the team to build the product. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. yeah, and I, I always joke because I say Trish takes care of making a product and I take care of selling the product. Mm -hmm. So everything that's marketing, pictures, websites, social media, um, shipping. So I take care of that. And from the beginning, it was just our strains, even like um, our story. Like yep. Trish was making baby washcloths and I was like, I can take a picture of this and maybe this store wants them. And, you know, so that's how we still are working together. Yeah, like, so everything sort of sounds like it happened organically. At some point, did you sort of solidify your roles and like have a conversation about that? Like, okay, this is, or was it just sort of you naturally gravitated to that and it's not broken, so don't fix it type of deal? Mm -hmm. And I think that's what really works in this par partnership because you hear those like horror stories or I say like, we really beat the statistic of, 
working with friends or, or family and, and developing businesses with them. But Mel and I really do, we say, uh, we try not to say it too often, but it's like a, a second, it's almost like a, a relationship mm-hmm. so deep that it's like a marriage in a sense that we respect each other. We communicate well with each other and um, we don't step on each other's toes because we, we have respect for our strengths mm-hmm. and we completely trust that that person is going to do their best that they can and mm-hmm. usually way more than uh, their best because mm-hmm. or their efforts put into that because that we both have the same values and we both have the same heart to what we're doing so we never doubt each other mm-hmm. and I think that's what really works yeah I do I, no yeah I love that because like I say that too about like working with people and closer with people like do I want to jump into bed with this person? Like, oh really? My God. Like, you, because that's yeah. what it's like. And you're like, at the, do I want to wake up in the morning and still work with this person? And still, and like, those are decisions that you have to make because it affects how you show up to work and to do the job that you want to do, right? So it's important that like, you have such a beautiful dynamic. Like, it's more than just... It's more than making products. It's just like so you feel the love around you too. Ah, I wish everyone could be here with us. Um, so your business is all about celebrating Indigenous culture. But how are you making sure that it's reaching non-Indigenous folks too? Because we need to be able to reach non-Indigenous folks. Well, I guess I can start and then Melanie definitely can add to that. It's just like that is what's really special about our dynamic as well is that I'm Indigenous, Melanie's non-Indigenous. And I feel like even the language is another dynamic. Like I'm Anglophone, Melanie's Francophone and just the umbrella of opportunity in there and the people that we can access. But I feel that um, mini TP for me is in another way um, a learning f- uh, and reconnecting to who I am mm-hmm. as an Indigenous woman. So I felt when we do that and when I have that connection and collaborating with artists and what we're trying to really do and connecting with non-Indigenous people as well, our customers, is that we come off like really non-threatening and I don't mean non-threatening, but we're really authentic Mm -hmm. and we we never try to be anything that we're not. Mm -hmm. And so we just really storytell, we people get to know who we are and what we're trying to do. And I feel like that's exactly what people connect to. And knowing our story and then and then Melanie being like the biggest ally and 100% supporting and and like more than me sometimes, you know, she's just so strong and has a big heart and she sees it and she believes it and she's doing it. So I think that when we have the two of us and the power that we can hold, I think that a lot of people feel that. And I'll let Melanie speak to, I guess, like when people connect with how she reaches people with our branding and mm-hmm. like the marketing aspect of it with the, the artist cards and when people feel and purchase our stuff, how they are impacted as non-Indigenous customers. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it's funny because um, I guess, you know, when we started, we never really targeted towards non-Indigenous or Indigenous people. As Trish was saying, we're just authentic. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for us, we're like, hey, like I'm sure people like because I myself non-indigenous and even Trish herself as an indigenous person would like to know more about the artist because Mm -hmm. 
and the design because it has such a strong symbolic. And um, so let's include a card or let's um, make a video about, let's say, uh, with Pat Bruder about the birch bark biting. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's someone like everyone's interested in knowing more. And I really think uh, I'm a true believer that uh, about the more you know, the less you fear. Mm -hmm. And we often say that our products are a conversation starter. So for non-Indigenous and Indigenous people. So um, this is really how we market it. And then uh, this is why, as Trish was saying, it falls under a really large umbrella. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to go back to you guys met at an aqua fitness class. <laughs> was it like, only, I only asked because as soon as you said it, is my it mind went. because of my beautiful beach body, no. you think? <laughs> Everybody is a beach body. You know You're this. You're so right. <laughs> You know this to be true. Put on that bikini and strut down the beach, my God. Um, but like, I took an aqua fitness class when I was pregnant. Is that when? Yeah. Is it was like a pregnancy one? It was. Uh, uh, our babies were six months old. Oh, so you brought your babies oh, to yeah. aqua fitness? Got you. <laughs> Got you. Now it's like coming together because I'm just making up stories in my mind, like putting pieces together here. Um, so how many babies do you have each? I have two. Okay. Uh, I have three. So uh, 11, 9, and 8, I guess going to be, eh? nor yeah, 7. But then I ha our two youngest and oldest are connected. They uh, have like a couple, same age. same age, basically. Well, our last one are only, uh, we're born three days apart. Oh, wow. Okay. 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 So raising the next generation of besties uh, and mini TV owners. <laughs> well, that's it. A legacy, something you could pass on if they want it. That's well, the right now. And maybe sometimes it's a bit forced on PD days, yeah. but you know, it's going to grow on them. <laughs> exactly. So you guys have five kids in total. Mm -hmm. So I know I have four myself. And balancing, how do you balance it? What are the what are the tricks, tips? Because like, you know, if you work all day, you're doing this. Entrepreneurship sometimes doesn't sleep if you don't put it to bed, right? <laughs> so like, but you have other obligations. Like there are mouths that have to be fed, that need to do homework, that all of those things. What are your tips? What do you do? Well, I think for me, for sure, it's way easier uh, since we have like our warehouse. Mm. So it's out of the basement. It was so tempting when it was in our basement. Oh, I'm just going to go do a little bit of this and a little bit of mm -hmm. that. And it's going to only take five seconds, which it never really <laughs> did, you know. So it's a good, um, uh, you know, uh, break when, you know, I'm out of the house. Yes, I still think about this, but I think uh, with time it it gets better yeah yeah no i guess that's melanie exactly that is that it when it's out of the house you can really create the balance and take off the hat but like you you say like entrepreneurship never really sleeps you know you're always thinking about your other baby but um i don't know i just been i know it's you know you have to practice what you preach and i find like taking care of yourself and even like the other day when you're talking about yourself and 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 how to balance in Melanie, I guess we're just trying to be in better. Uh, and I think that's a huge part about balancing is being in the moment with the kids mm. and, and, and taking the time more to spend with them instead of realizing like work is always going to be there and, and mm -hmm. just removing the hat. I just think that for me, I think that just for family balance, taking care of myself is also, um, making sure that I'm 
not burning out or that I'm healthy for them mm-hmm. and being able to balance that and, and be more in the pre- in, in the moment with them. Because even before I, when they were home and you're trying to do that, or when you, you had like COVID and you're trying to run a workshop, you know, it's just like you get frustrated and I didn't ever want to be like that. Mm-hmm. But it's really about um, being more in the moment with them and taking care of yourself and being aware and listening to your body, but trying to be with your kids and, and enjoying them. <laughs> Cause you know, that's what we did. Like, you know, we chose to raise our babies, you mm-hmm. know? And so I yep. don't want to ever like, um, take away the other stages, you know, cause like I know business is also growing and, in, and being a successful woman entrepreneur and then for the kids to see mom, mm-hmm. you know, working hard. And that's why I, I thought that was kind of cool. Cause my kids, have that mentality already like when i was growing up my parents like you go to university and you're what like you're in i was in sudbury it's like you're gonna be a teacher you're gonna be uh, working at the hospital you know but then my kids are seeing us like uh being entrepreneurs thinking outside the box i went to school for this but i'm also i could do anything i want to do you Uh know so they they are like thinking about little business ideas right now and i'm like i love that that they have that even that thought process of outside the box yep and it's super cool so that makes me happy to think that that entrepreneurship is an option. I could do what I want. I could, you know, I have dreams and I could work hard and I see mom working hard. So I think that that for us is like, yeah, we're sacrificing, but at the same time, we're leading by example. We're we're showing them that hard work pays off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's a strong message. It is. And like, you already sort of like joked about it, but like on PD days, they come with you, I assume, right? For sure. They come to work and it's really important for us to show them, you know, you like, you know, you have to be involved in a certain way in the business. You know, you can do this, you can do that. Why not? So it's like a little bit of work. Like, I mean, like right now, you know, like police knocking at my door, child services. (laughs) No, no, no. But, you know, what they can do and they see what it is to work. And just to piggyback a little bit on what Trish said earlier, uh, there's really like two things for me is, um, and I guess two mantras I was telling myself, is you will never regret spending too much time with your kids. Mm-hmm. So as Trish was saying, we really we really stopped the growth of our business. Um, and then later we had to pay a little bit for it because when we put pressed on, yeah. it, it was really on. Um, but yeah, so you will never regret. I know like I sound like old school, but it's true. And I think right now, like this stage is over. They're all in school and I am not regretting. Mm-hmm. So this is a huge, huge, huge for us. And also last summer we went to um, Italy. To, so we, we went for like uh, 10 days. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, for me, it was really important. Like I, it sounds a little bit weird what I'm going to say, but uh, as Trish was saying for entrepreneurship, but also, you know what? Like moms, mm-hmm. women are allowed to go on business trip. Mm-hmm. And I want my daughters, I have two daughters, and I want them to look at, my, at, at me and say like, hey, this is amazing. You know, she's not like thinking, oh, she cannot do it because this or that, because of the kids or because she needs to, you know, do laundry. Mm-hmm. like, you know, it's 2023. Like, <laughs> you do know. your own laundry, kids. <laughs> it, it, no, not kids, but like, no, no, you know, know your you partner. Yeah. So I thought it was amazing. Like, this is the image I wanted to, you know. Uh, them to see that like Mm -hmm. yeah you know she's allowed to be happy she's allowed to be Mm -hmm. successful you know so just like and she's gonna be back in 10 days you know so yeah do your kids I don't know if they're old enough yet but like 
when they're going someplace, do they get to see, you know, like your stuff is in the hallway here, you know, at the, in this space, your stuff is every, like all over the place. Do they see that yet? Are they aware of the, yeah? Yeah. One day it was so funny. It's like if they, uh, my oldest, it's like as if she never really made the connection. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you're selling products. And then one day, (gasps) She was like, Mom, there's someone there wearing a mini TP shawl. And then she was yelling. I'm like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, a lot of people do, you know. But yeah. I don't know, the, the spark of joy in her pride. Eye, seriously, this like, if I could just like, this is like core memory right now. Yeah. You know, this is a core memory. And yeah, it was really something because you can have all the paychecks in the world, mm-hmm. all the likes in the world. Mm-hmm. But like the light in her eyes were like, wow mm-hmm. you know it was really yeah thanks yeah. for uh, asking that question it brings back really good memory in my oh, head oh yeah. good no because it's special because yes it's you two who started it and yes you're doing good work and all that but we're moms at the core of who we, you know like that's on my bio that's the first thing on my <laughs> bio because that's what people are going to remember me by you know like yes my work is important but like first and foremost I'm a mom to four kids and two of my oldest are 22 and 17 and they just recently went to work uh, for her braids which is the other project that I started many moons ago and they took this big long adventure because like they're driving now to go give a workshop and then drove back and I didn't know this till after the fact but they were like oh my god so this is what mom's been doing (laughs) this whole time and they were like and you don't hear it that often from kids like but like they were like mom we respect you so much and like they came back like sort of and i was like what is going on i should have sent you a long time ago (laughs) it's not even mother's day (laughs) but like they realized the hard work and the and and then they got paid you know like i paid them as a as a contractor and that felt empowering for them and not just empowering but they also felt proud and I think like motherhood is not you know you don't get the thank yous as often as a job and you don't get and and yet it's the most rewarding but to hear it from your kids to even say those words proud it's like wow I've done something okay (laughs) like you know so I love hearing those stories too and I'm sure you'll get it even more the older they get because like you guys are just exploding right now like what are the next plans do you have any next plan can you share oh look at Trisha's giving me eyes and Mel is giving me eyes Melanie is um Melanie has so many plans for Mini TP it's wild um but I she's closing her eyes now but I I will let Melody expand on I will let her manifest this because it's you know I've been manifested and it's happening so all these things but uh, I think that what's really exciting is our collaborations with new artists Mm. we have a new artist that being released in spring and then working on our fall but that's all a new product development you know like we have our six products that we've been really mastering and setting the standards and quality um, but for sure, product development. So we're looking at new things to introduce in our in our lines. But uh, I'll let Melanie finish it with a bang. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I hope I will not disappoint. Well, um, is that like the first that, you know, it's, it's your first. Uh, it's it's going to be heard for the first time on your podcast. Oh, yes. Yeah, so yes. juicy stuff. We're getting into the juicy <laughs> stuff. Okay, baby, mommy. Yeah, whatever. Like, bang. So, um our big hairy 
vision and goal, I guess. So um, we truly, like, bear with me here, but um, we truly think there is, well, a lack of indigenous um, representation mm -hmm. in a Canadian culture. So this is a fact. But uh, we would like that to change and we would like to be part of that change. So um, we're manifesting the vision and we would like uh, to be part of uh, the Olympic Games and change the narrative with indigenous representation uh, in terms of uh, art and culture on um, the, 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 the Canadian athletes. Canadian athletes. Wow. Wait, so. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, sunshine. Whoa. Time's tell, up. Time's tell up. us <laughs> more. What does that mean? Tell me what does that mean concretely? Go ahead, Mel. Okay. So, um, you know, I think this is enough. Uh, indigenous art should be out of the museum and yes. seen as uh, for the rest of C Canadian uh, people as something that is really alive and here. Mm -hmm. So for me, on the international scene, when you see Team Canada yeah. and there is not an ounce of any indigenous... Oh, look at me, sorry, I'm going to check my tone. <laughs> I'm getting intense. <laughs> Trish, Trish, no, no, just no, like stating fact, but Trish said earlier that, yeah, sometimes. Um, yeah, so sorry about this. So, yeah, so there is a lack of representation um, of indigenous culture mm -hmm. in Team Canada, and we would like to uh, change this. So... Um, this is one of our goal to be involved in that change. Great goal. Love it. Love it. <laughs> do you believe in us, Sunshine? I do believe in you, too. Of course, 100%. So let's say there's an Indigenous artist right now who, like, does beautiful artwork, all that stuff. Can you explain the process? Let's say they look at your blankets and say, hey, I do stuff like this. I could see my art on these beautiful mini TP blankets. What do they have to do and what does that process look like? Yeah, no, we would really, uh, I, I'm glad that you brought that up because even if people want to, we've been, a lot of the times the process right now is uh, me reaching out to artists mm -hmm. who, who are already entrepreneurs in like either digital art, murals, prints, like we just... Um, either Mel or I like on social media will see how their involvement in the community and and their artwork and just kind of connect with it I can it's hard to explain sometimes because it's like a feeling and mm -hmm. then and then when we build relationship with artists we have like a conversation and we reach out and they get to they've already probably maybe have heard of us but they've never really designed textile before so we kind of just talk about the process and what it looks like and how we can collaborate and inspiration based on the storytelling that we want people to learn mm -hmm. and you know we kind of talk about that so we get to know each other a little bit and then and then start the process of uh, a theme of a blanket and how we're going to uh, storytell with like elements or design or and, and Mel was mentioning Pat Bruder, Half Moon Woman or some of our other artists using very traditional art forms mm -hmm. and then almost like modernizing them a little bit and making them accessible and storytell mm -hmm. um, some of the traditional uh, ways of like indigenous people so whether it's star quilts or um, birch bark biting or you know just some of some teachings that can be passed along that um, everyone can kind of learn from mm -hmm. that maybe like the birch bark biting not everybody knew about it that we should see how many minds we've blown by just showing that video or understanding the process mm -hmm. of it and like the teaching behind it and it's pretty powerful and that's what I really like about many TP 
and what we are doing with artists is like making accessible and even if it's like a form that not everybody again a traditional art form that not everybody's doing anymore but they're also learning about it and passing it on like mel says we're definitely a lot of our our uh, blankets have our conversation starters whether mm-hmm. you're gifting it to someone or you're giving it to yourself like you know the story behind it and and the connection to the culture but if anyone like if if artists out there that the, they want to collaborate with mini tp that's also really interesting that if people wanted to reach out to us as well like we're very accessible on on um we're accessible on <laughs> instagram or you know we, like you'd reach out on dms i guess that's how it works on social media um and then we ran on, a contest on, on the, the on, web on the web <laughs> <laughs> um but i guess i'll just will mention a, a project that we just did with because uh, mini tv is also very involved in the community with our give back as well as working with artists i will also mention that we do uh compensate our artists mm-hmm. very fairly with a, a flat rate and we do royalty fees uh, a royalty program that we establish that uh, artists are um i think that we compensate our artists and we're trying to lead the way mm. in in compensation and and respecting our artists and making sure that their work is promoted uh so we did a contest which is really exciting i kind of talked about it last time i was here at the Dawei, but um there the contest it's called woven and we collaborated with i love first peoples and it's a it's a children's contest across canada and they were submitting designs to have it woven with mini tp so the brand woven but we also uh, opened up the opportunity for youth to see their potential in op- entrepreneurism entrepreneurism and to see the potential as an artist of what they can do and and ha- be proud of a design in one of our blankets so that's happening we're going to be getting we have some submissions and we're going to be announcing a winner shortly but there's so many opportunities so we're just really excited to work with artists and celebrate culture yeah i noticed on your social media uh a bunch of a group from kz that's my res came and visit you guys and i was just like you know scrolling as i do and i was like what why was i not there so like you also do that as part of your give back whether i don't like you didn't even bring that up but like that's something impactful where however many kids showing up whether they know it or not see this as an opportunity as a way to potentially do business or work or whatever what did you talk about that day what did you do give us a well yeah no and you know sunshine when you uh for us when we uh started our business we didn't know how big it was going to be but mm-hmm. one thing was for sure we wanted to uh to be able to offer that kind of give back to community and then so yeah so it started uh it was 19 students and it started with a mini introduction of trish and i and then that's the cool part um the students partnered with our team and then uh they got to cut fabric and then sew their little project on our industrial machine so it's just it was just like magical to see their smiles like i know i sound cheesy but it's so true <laughs> i will post pictures and <laughs> um, yeah so their smiles they're la- them laughing and also them concentrating and they they were super proud of what they were able to accomplish during that morning yeah 
seriously, like some of the, the guys that were there that came in, there was their first time on their machine and they wanted to mm-hmm. finish a project. Like they went away with something that they made. And like some of the feedback that we had was like, that was the coolest field trip ever. And that and the way that we spoke to them about hard work and entrepreneurship and, mm-hmm. and you know, you can do what you want to do and follow your passion. Like we were just giving them messaging to like inspire them. And then when they walked away with something that they made mm-hmm. and how proud they were about it. Mm-hmm. So um, like Mel talks about like paychecks are not always in dollars for us and like the 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 community involvement and like um, help helping the youth see their potential of like just even coming to something like that and hopefully inspiring even if it was just one in that in that whole group, you know, that they could see that something started in a basement turned into mm-hmm. this and then this is where you can go if you follow your dreams. So I think that uh, we gave them a little recipe of hardware of recipe i'm like there's no secret recipe and that's yeah. what we kind of always try that with ourselves is that we um have to believe in ourselves and we can't think that someone else is going to solve the problem for us you know and we're always like we are the best resource even though we surround ourselves with experts we surround ourselves with people mm-hmm. that believe in us and that can help us elevate the brand and get to the places where we want to be but that's why I was telling them like there's no secret recipe you know it's yep. it's courage hard work curiosity I don't even know some attitude. of the other ones. attitude and effort I say that all the time with my kids too and I realize that it's like your attitude and the amount of effort you put in is what's going to help you succeed mm-hmm. and and not to be scared of failing and then you know I just we kind of encourage them like this but I that's like I constantly remind myself it's like how much you your attitude towards things and your mm-hmm. perception on towards things and how much effort you put in is where it's going to take you that's kind of it I also told them one thing is um look at us you know we're not like you know we, we don't have we don't have an MBA or and then mm-hmm. yet we're entrepreneurs and um, I told them I think being resourceful is like the number one thing uh skills that you could develop or could have um just because we don't even know the jobs that that are going to be available in 10 years don't even exist they don't even exist so we cannot even study for them (laughs) so being resourceful and uh as trish was saying attitude and effort is like the secret recipe i think and i hope and i think it resonated with them Mm, it sounds like it did it looked like it did for sure uh like i can't i can't wait like actually can't wait to go and visit your warehouse because like that is so my cup of tea like sewing machines material like i have that in one little room downstairs in my basement um and you sort of you already answered a lot of my questions about like motherhood and what you advice you would give and and what carried you through what brought you on this journey um so the last question um what advice would you give for people who, you know, the youth who just came and visit you or for people just starting out? What advice would you give them for starting their own business? Well, I'll start. Um, in retrospective of all of this, as I said, I'm always a person who's like more afraid to jump or, mm. you know what, just do it. <laughs> jump. Um, looking back at it, I think our best move, a move uh, came from when you know we we just did it and Mm -hmm. didn't have all these research or all like we're not able to fail Mm -hmm. so nowadays i think uh the beauty is technology you know having a facebook page etsy page uh shopify even like you know Mm -hmm. like a 
a website is really, really, really accessible. Didn't how to do a website at first. You know what? I Googled it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. or I asked questions. So I think um, not to be afraid to fail and just to get back on your feet and try something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Or be afraid. Everyone's afraid and do it anyways. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I guess that's kind of the same line, like exactly what Melanie said is, um, it's okay to fail. You learn from your mistakes mm-hmm. and then don't be afraid to get back up and keep trying. And then, you know what? We say that too. is like surround your people, surround yourself with people who believe in you and mm-hmm. who are going to be your biggest cheerleaders and that will support you and like support your big ideas. And I think that that's really important too. And, and to find uh, a good solid network. I think that's really important. And thanks, Sunshine, for uh, being part of our network. You've always been a cheerleader for us uh, since the first powwow pitch like that we did. We were scared, but scared. (laughs) I I almost (laughs) cried on stage. And I remember... Um, uh, what did I say? I'm like, yeah, this year Mini TP wants to make a hundred thousand dollars in sales, and I almost cried. But then people were like, yeah, people starting <laughs> applauding. I was like, <gasps> out of body experience it was magical. Core memory again. Oh, I love that. I don't get to hear these stories very often, but that's great. I know. And you forget too, right? Because we see so many entrepreneurs and pitching live, mm-hmm. but like. It's very scary when you put your dreams out there, but you do it anyways, right? Exactly. Thank you so much. That was awesome for being so honest and sharing your story. You're inspiring way more people than you possibly know. We can't wait to see what you both do next. And um, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for the invite. Yes, so lovely to see you. We love you so much, Sunshine. And thanks again. Thank you for joining us today on the Pow Wow Pitch Podcast, dedicated to empowering Indigenous entrepreneurs. The Pow Wow Pitch Podcast is recorded at the Adawe Indigenous Business Hub Studio, powered by NACA. Thank you to our co-presenting partners, RBC, Shopify, and MasterCard. And to our producers, Victoria Lennox and Cyprian Shalankiewicz. And to everyone who makes Pow Wow Pitch possible. Be sure to visit powwowpitch.org to explore how we can support you to start your business and sign up to our newsletter to learn more about the Pow Wow Pitch competition, the Indigenous Entrepreneur Awards, the Indigenous Startup Program, the Pow Wow Pitch Box, and powwowmarket.com. Until next time, I am your host, Sunshine Tanasco. Be questioned.